Okay. We got Spencer Mango here. Um, he's a two-time Olympian. Been on the world team a billion times, I think, uh, based <laughs> on what I saw. And uh, he's also got some of the coolest throws you'd ever look up on YouTube. Uh, I've, I've had a lot of kids bring me videos, be like, look at this guy, look at this throw. And I've been like, yeah, that dude's from Missouri. You guys know that, right? So anyway, thanks for, thanks for talking to us. Um, uh, thanks for first off, just tell people what you're up to now. Uh, right now I'm just, um, at home, uh, with the, the family and the kids, um, trying to make the, the best of a, you know, a tough situation and, uh, trying to stay active and keeping, uh, keeping the guys active. Yeah. What are you telling your guys to do right now that, uh, obviously can't wrestle? What if right. we're, we're, uh, we're posting, um, like home workouts, uh, that they can do, you know, some guys have equipment at home. So we'll post a workout for guys with equipment. Some guys don't have any. So uh, we'll post another workout for guys without equipment. And right now, just trying to get your runs in and, you know, staying, staying active. A lot of guys are doing like a lot of home remodeling and all that. I'm not that guy. I'd much rather pay somebody <laughs> to do that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of that's going on. Um, so obviously, Greco, it's, it's like closely associated with the Olympics and the Olympic styles. Um, what did you tell your guys as far as how to adjust accordingly considering the Olympics got postponed for a year? Uh, a lot of our guys, they're, they're really disciplined. Um, so for them, you know, they were a little let down, but you know, like it, like I said, you can't really do anything about it right now. So you really can't focus any like negative energy on it. Just uh, kind of work on the stuff you can control. And that's, you know, getting your workouts in and, and staying active. And then, um, for other guys, it was actually really good for us because we have uh, some guys with injuries, so they're actually able to heal up and they'll be back to 100% by the time the Olympics roll around. So I think overall it was a kind of a good thing for us. Yeah. All right, I just want to talk about your career a little bit because it's, it's interesting. We're going to go back to, like, high school. So <laughs> I, I, I know that uh, I've heard that you didn't start wrestling until high school. Is that, is that true? That is true. Freshman year. That's that's pretty crazy. So tell us how you got into wrestling. Uh, I was actually walking down the hall um, at CBC High School, and um, freshman wrestling coach was outside, and he was trying to get people to sign up. And he's like, "Hey, uh, sign up to the wrestling team." And people were just walking by. So you know, I'm like 88 pounds with a backpack about the same size, and I tried to skirt past him, and he he ran over and picked me up, and he's like, "Hey, uh, you want to wrestle 90 pounds on the freshman team?" and I was like, okay, you know, sure, I'm not doing anything. So I got my little permission slip signed. And then um, I remember the first day of practice, like it was yesterday, I was I was, a, was always a football player. So, you know, I was just tackling guys left and right. And um, I remember the coach put me in a group of – it was a group of four. And I was like, you want me to wrestle those three guys? And he's like, yeah. I was like, okay. So, yeah, he's like, nice double leg, nice double leg. And I'm just, you know, tackling them like I would in football. And, you know, I kind of got hooked from there. I was – always playing against guys that were bigger than me in football and then wrestling. I, I got to wrestle against guys that were my size. So, you know, it was, I kind of took to it. Did you feel like you were, did you take to it naturally as far as like, were you, I mean, what was, what was the process like when you were first starting? Did you realize like, Oh, I'm, I'm kind of good at this. Or were you just like a lot of normal people who are like, man, I suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I guess because, uh, I was naturally stronger than most of the guys I was wrestling. So, you know, not knowing anything and being at the freshman level wrestling, it um, strength plays a part at, at that level, you know. So I, I did all right. I uh, 
I think I didn't lose any at 90 pounds. I think I lost one at 95 and then I lost one match at 103 on the freshman team. So, you know, I thought I was the best wrestler in the world. And then uh, <laughs> sophomore year, I was on varsity and then I got a rude awakening, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, but it, yeah, it helped. I, I, I found some success uh, right from the start. And I think that helped out too, you know. Uh, it, was, it was fun because I was winning, you know. That's a pretty crazy transition. So you were on the freshman team and then you, your sophomore year, you were on varsity and you qualified for state, right? And then right. your junior <laughs> year, you won state, right? Right, right. That, yeah, that's, I, um, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty crazy upward trajectory. So, I mean, how did, how did that happen? Did you realize at the time that that was such a crazy quick, like, improvement? Or were you just like, oh, cool? Uh, no, I, didn't, I, don't, I guess at the time I didn't realize um, – you know, how quick the improvement was happening, but I just knew that I wanted to be the best. So, you know, I tried to find wrestling um, anywhere I could, try to get to every tournament. Um, Coach Brian Jackson, uh, Missouri Baptist, he was coaching Team St. Louis then. And um, I remember I was on the dial-up internet searching, you know, like freestyle clubs. You know, I heard about this freestyle stuff. So I was like, I'll give give that a try. So I'm looking for clubs and I find this club online. So I go the first day and I see Coach Jackson. <laughs> I was like, this guy's the wrestling coach? And then I was looking at him. And then, <laughs> and then I don't know, man, we like, we clicked. You know, he uh, he took me under his wing. We, we were traveling in his, uh, what did he have back there? Like a Ford Expedition or something. And uh, we'd go to tournaments. And, you know, I was hitting tournaments every weekend. And I remember at first when I started going there, I was getting killed. You know, I was in a group of three and uh, I forgot everybody's name by now, but it was a guy from like St. Charles West that was like killing me. And it was some like eighth grader that was killing me. And then um, I slowly started learning. I remember my mom picked me up one night from practice and she's like, um, man, your lips busted, your nose is bleeding. Like you want to keep doing this wrestling stuff? I'm like, yeah, mom, I'm getting so much better. Like the guy texted me last week and, and this week I scored a point, you know? So, <laughs> you know, I just kind of stuck with it. And then, um, you know, all the, I guess all the, the, the practice and matches and, you know, drilling paid off and, you know, I was able to find success uh, fairly quickly. Have you ever met someone else or have you talked to other guys who have gotten, not maybe even to your level, but like a pretty high level of wrestling, like a senior level wrestling who started as late as you? Have you met many people with that experience or? Only, only a couple that, that have started in high school. Um, Man, I forget who it is now, but one guy I talked to, he started like a, his sophomore year. And I was like, wow, now you're like a senior level wrestler, like a legit senior level wrestler. He's like, yeah, you know, I love it. And I, I, I don't know. I think that's like a big part of it, you know, just passion for the sport and, you know, uh, wanting to get better, even though, um, you know, you maybe it doesn't always go your way. But, you know, just trying to find a positive out of it and, and keep working and get a little bit better every day. Yeah. So after high school or during high school too you you obviously were wrestling freestyle and greco so at what point did you realize that uh greco was going to be your preferred avenue of wrestling <laughs> actually not into my my senior year at fargo so i was already signed uh to go to another school and coach Yvonne ivanoff at um uh northern michigan university came up to me he's like hey uh you should come to Northern Michigan. And I was like, nah, I'm good, man. He's like, no, he wrestled Greco. We're going to travel the world. You got to get a passport, uh, full tuition, scholarship reward. And I'm like, man, this is too good to be true. So I'm like brushing him off the whole Fargo tournament, you know, trying to avoid him. He's like that, that car salesman that like, keeps trying to tell you like all the, these great deals. And, um, 
he finally caught me in the stands with my mom and he's like sat us down and showed us all this information the brochures and all that and i was like wow this like sounds like a legit opportunity you know you go to school for free and you know you get to travel the world and you get to kind of skip the ncaa level which you know i'm I didn't wrestle as a kid, so the NCAAs wasn't that big of a deal to me. You know, I know, I know a lot of kids that, like, they want to be an NCAA champ. That, that really wasn't, like, a huge goal for me. So I was like, man, I could s- focus solely on the Olympics and, and get the degree at the same time. So um, I actually told him, I was like, all right, I'm coming to Northern Michigan. And uh, I think it was, like, end of July, maybe, like, right around the beginning of August, I applied, and I was there, like, three weeks later. Yeah. What uh, this is kind of a weird question, but let's imagine an alternate, you know, path where what if you had gone to college and wrestled folk style somewhere? What do you what do you think that would have looked like for you? I don't know. I I, <laughs> I guess uh, I don't know. Being arrogant, I I think I would have been successful either way, you know. But um, just because I. You know, that's something I always pass myself is, you know, working hard to be the best. But, um, you know, it's it's tough to say. I don't I don't really know. Uh, I'm definitely not as good in folk style just because, you know, I'm not as good on the mat. But, um, yeah, I still thought I would have been successful. I was thinking with your like your ability to improve the way you shun it, like it would have been interesting to see what that Mm might have looked like for you. Um, I was going to ask. Hang on. Let me make sure here. Oh. So obviously club coaches, high school coaches, we're constantly trying to get kids to wrestle in the off season and wrestle freestyle and Greco. And a lot of kids are receptive to wrestling both, but most of them are like, I don't know anything about Greco. I want to, I want to do freestyle. And I I think they don't realize that like everybody can wrestle freestyle because they've all wrestled folk style. So, but if you were trying to, and obviously you do this in your job, but um, if you were trying to pitch, wrestling greco to somebody i mean how would you do that i honestly i think wrestling greco makes you so much better of a freestyler and folk styler um you know wrestling's wrestling once you once you learn how to control people's ties uh you're comfortable with staying close to people you're 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 okay with you know being in um you know chest to chest and being able to lock your hands and throw somebody you're much more uh dangerous and you know, I think you become much more a successful wrestler um, by wrestling Greco. Um, I, my own experience after I did it, I came back and wrestled some folk style. And, man, it's a world of difference being able to control the, the hand fight and uh, freestyle and folk style being able to wrestle Greco. Yeah. We, me and Jesse have talked about this before, but guys, guys who wrestle Greco and are successful in it and guys that are good at throwing people, they've kind of got like a little bit of a, different mentality than some wrestlers uh they're very brave basically right right they're very ballsy if you will so you're obviously known you know you and your brother are both known for throwing people big time so uh you know what do you what do you what's your mindset about that i guess i mean how do you how do you get how do you be fearless in in these positions throwing people like that well i think it starts at practice uh starts with drilling coach yvonne uh i never really um i guess solely wrestled greco before i went to northern michigan and you know he'd get the crash pads out for us uh some of the, the freshmen that didn't really know how to throw that well and he'd have us doing throws after practice we'd, we'd drill them in practice we'd drill them after practice you know we get our reps in and you know just kind of getting over that fear of you know I'm, I'm gonna hurt myself by throwing somebody once you learn the proper technique you know it's it's really safe i 
got hurt way, way different ways than, than throwing people or getting thrown. But, um, yeah, it's just um, not having that fear. Like, once you lock your hands and, and, and going with it, you know, once you do it a few times in practice and then you kind of get the hang of it, you lose that fear and you can kind of do it at, at will. Yeah. Since you're, uh, since you're bringing uh, Yvonne up, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, what maybe sets him apart from some of the other coaches that you've had? Because, like, talking with Jake Fisher and stuff, he talks about how great he is. And I don't think a lot of people know, um, you know, who he is or, or they know who he is, but they don't know a lot about him. I mean, can you just talk about him a little bit and maybe what sets him apart as one of the better coaches that you've had? You freeze. Uh-oh. Rose. Yeah, no, Yvonne's um Yvonne's a master of of wrestling. He he could take, you know, a first year wrestler or he could take a, you know, a, a senior world medalist and he can um efficiently coach them all. And he he's one of those guys who he's not like, okay, you have to do it this way. You know, he'll he'll tell you to make your own style, you know, and he'll work with you from there and he'll develop things that you can use personally for your own style. So Ivana, and he, he's, uh, he's super creative. You know, he's, he's got his suitcase system, his throwing dummies, his Bulgarian bags, his slam balls, everything, you know. So he's, he's got one of those wrestling minds. He's always thinking, always thinking about ways he can improve drilling, improve, you know, certain techniques and, and tailor it to a specific wrestler. And he always just say, you know, he doesn't want cookie cutter wrestlers in his room. You know, he wants everybody to develop their own style and, and make something theirs, you know. So that's what I think kind of sets him apart. That's interesting. Because I feel like in Greco, people kind of have set things in mind. So it's kind of right. me and Jesse have talked before about how it feels for normal, you know, wrestling kids and coaches, it feels hard to have people like play wrestling Greco or right. real right. Greco. You know, right. it's hard. So how do you, how do you do that? How do you uh, help people develop creativity in Greco? Um, actually, one of the things Yvonne used to have us do, he'd, uh, he'd take a guy, say you had a number one guy in your room he's the best Greco guy in the room so he'd take a, a guy that maybe doesn't know as much or you know it's kind of still learning and he'd put them together and he'd say okay now the the top guy you can only do this move you need to work on your arm drag all right I don't care how you get to it just get to your arm drag and then he'd tell the guy who's just learning okay hey whatever you do don't let him get to your arm drag mm-hmm. and that way you know both guys can um can work and the good guy he's like well I gotta find a different way to get to my arm drag than maybe I normally do or you know mm-hmm figure out what works for me and then the guy that's learning he's just like okay you know what this guy's gonna do one move I just have to stop this you know once I learn how to stop this arm drag then I can kind of move on from there so you know I think that's a a good example of um you know how you can kind of play wrestling in Greco uh but like you said it is hard you know when coach tells you to go 70% you're like well what's 70% in Greco you know yeah I don't want to get thrown yeah we've even talked about the fact that it's like it's hard in Greco to drill at at not when you're not full speed, you're not getting the right, right pressure and things like that. Right. We've had those talks with Coach Mayab too about he said, you know, when you get to a high level, that's when you can really start to play wrestle. And right. that's always been the thing where like, you know, it's hard to get kids to even drill right in Greco, you know. So right. it's, inter- right. it's it's good to hear that that take about that too, because I think that's that uh, strategy gives gives the lower level kids something to really focus on and hone in on and maybe like a skill that they can achieve in a practice or a week or something. You know, right. So. Right. So you've wrestled obviously tons of foreign guys and people say this for all styles of wrestling, but in Greco, 
do do the foreigners that you wrestle do they have a different feel than than Americans? I guess when you're wrestling Greco. Uh, yes, they do. Um, you go over to the Asian countries; they're they can throw from anywhere, and they can also like cartwheel out of throws. So they're like super athletic when it comes to throwing and, and defending throws. Um, you get to the the uh, Europeaners; they they can pummel. You know, they it's hard to get them out of position. Um, they're really good in parterre. They're hard to turn. They're hard to stop, you know. So, yeah, their style's a little different. And, you know, I think um, like going overseas, it was uh, it took a little bit to adjust all the time. Um, you know, in America, we're not as deep in Greco. So you can get away with, you know, technique that's not, you know, I guess, like top technique. You can you can do some technique that, you know, not is, isn't going to work in, in, in Europe or Asia, but it'll work here. So, you get ingrained in doing that that bad technique and then you get over to Europe. And it's not that we don't know how to do good technique. It's just that we haven't been forced to do it every single time the right way. So, you know, yeah, they, they do have a different style and um, a little different feel, but you know, it's, it's nothing you can't adjust to. It's just getting that, that time and that opportunity to, to train with them and, you know, being able to try to transition from, you know, okay, I got to do it the right way all the time from, you know, uh, like, Oh, I can do it this way and it's going to work against this guy, you know? Yeah. Um, all right. We're going to hit a couple quicker questions for you. Just kind of outside the box, I guess, but okay. who was your favorite wrestler? Who is your favorite wrestler to watch as hmm. like a fan or as, as just they interest you? Any style? Yeah. Okay. Um, in Greco, I'll say uh, Taz Muradov. He's from Uzbekistan. He's uh, super fun to watch. Hits like four point uh, chin whips in Greco, and you know you get to his body, and he's he's still dangerous. You know you you have him like dead in the water, and then he'll find a way to score. Um, I like him. He's uh, super exciting. And then um, freestyle. Oof, U.S. We have so many great freestylers. I'm gonna have to say. Uh, I'll go with Jaden Cox, fellow Missouri guy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, you, you've obviously wrestled a lot of people, both in training room and, and matches, but does anyone stand out as someone you wrestled maybe multiple times that you were like, I really don't want to wrestle this guy? Not because you don't like him or anything, just like they're hard to wrestle. Who, who's your least favorite person to wrestle? Who in – in the U.S., probably it was Jermaine Hodge because he's a fellow Army guy. He coaches uh, the women's team with uh, the Army right now. He, I, I knew every match he was going to, like, try to beat me up. And and um, also Nate was hard to wrestle just because we're, like, best friends. And, you know, you got to put that on pause and go out there and, and wrestle against each other. Um, that you said, always sucks. You said you too, by the way. So there you go. You guys can give each other some props. <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, I'd say for the U.S. guys, those two are definitely uh, – Definitely one of the harder two to wrestle. Yeah. Uh, you went on a bunch of trips whenever you were in high school, and obviously you went to Fargo and everything. So we try to, like, tie this back to Missouri. Um, what, are your, what are your memories of, uh, you know, wrestling in the spring and summer? Uh, you kind of hit on it earlier with Jackson, but from some of those Missouri-USA trips you went on back in the day. Oh, I, <laughs> I remember going to the duels. Um, I think it was the junior duels. I want to say it was the summer of my sophomore year. I uh, wrestled Devin Fieger in the uh, freestyle state finals, and I beat him. And I remember they were saying he was, like, really good. And um, 
they were like, okay, well, you want to go to the duels? And I didn't even know what the duels were. So mm-hmm. went to the duels, and I think I won my first match. And I was like, oh, this is easy. And I won. <laughs> I lost like 14 matches straight after that. <laughs> I got killed. But, um, yeah, I remember that. And then, um, of course, the Fargo trips, you know, those are always so much fun with, you know, just all the, the, the wrestlers, the best wrestlers from around the state. You, you know, you never really get to – well, at least I didn't. Maybe other guys did. I never get to hang out with them, you know, because um, – the St. Louis side, we didn't have as many uh, wrestlers going to Fargo as, I guess, Kansas City. But, um, you know, just hanging out with those guys to kind of get to know them and then, you know, battling the, the mosquitoes in Fargo and you know, <laughs> trying, to, trying to go deep into that, that tournament, you know, and that, that old bracketing system. Yeah, you did pretty good with that, though. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesse, you want to ask him our final question here? Uh, yeah, do you just have any any – story any wrestling story that sticks out to you it could be weird funny great story that sticks out to you over your over your career (laughs) (laughs) yeah i got a i got a few but um this was a little gross but uh so (laughs) a lot lot of these have been gross just so you know that's all right we were in uh, Chile at the at the Pan Am Championships and we went out for a team dinner um it was like I don't know like four days before the tournament and I remember I got the Chilean sea bass. So I ate the sea bass. I was like, wow, that was really good. Went back to the hotel. Then I was uh, sitting on my bed like the next morning and the sheets were white. And I'm looking down after I got up and it was like this like kind of oily looking spot. And I was like, what is that? So I'm like smelling it. Me and my roommate are putting our fingers in it and like smelling our fingers. We're like, what is that? I was like, I don't know. I must have sat in something. So I'm like walking around the neck uh, the, the, later that evening and you know, I keep feeling like it's something leaking out of me. And I was like, what is going on? So I realized that it's actually coming from my body. So <laughs> I, I Googled Chilean sea bass and I read that it's actually like um, in some countries, like poor countries, they use this other fish that's like super oily that doesn't sit well in some people's bodies. So the sea bass was actually making, it was like oil coming out of me. And <laughs> I had to sleep with a hotel towel in my in my, my my underwear, and then I had to wrestle like two days later. So it was it was quite the trip, and yeah, to this day I've never had it Chilean sea bass ever again. Leakage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you've been you'd be surprised how many of these stories we've got have something to do with some sort of bathroom issue by the way it's a common <laughs> it's a common thread for us um, <laughs> all right we'll let you go for today spencer i really appreciate it thanks for talking to us yeah, and thanks, no hey, problem stay, thanks for having stay, me stay safe and everything else all right all right cool thank you See you, man. goodbye